Hi, Nicola Davis here. Before we start today's episode of Science Weekly, we wanted to ask a small favour. We want to know a bit more about you, our listeners, and your views on podcasts more broadly, which, in turn, will help us to shape our own. As a thanks for your contribution, there will be a chance to win a John Lewis voucher worth £250. And don't worry, we won't take any personal details other than an email address for those who'd like to be entered into the prize draw. If you would like to help us with this, you can access the survey on guardiansurveys.com forward slash podcast or click on the link in the episode's description on the Guardian website. Now, on with the show. The Guardian. Welcome to Science Weekly Extra, where we're exploring some of the scientific questions surrounding the coronavirus outbreak, including those sent in by you, our listeners. Thank you for all the questions you've asked us so far. We'd love to keep hearing from you, so do contact us using the form we've set up. Head over to theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions. That's all one word. Many of you may have seen the news coming out of France of clinicians reporting the detrimental effects of ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatories on their COVID-19 patients. The news spread online along with many claims and myths. Soon after, another report came out suggesting ibuprofen could increase the risk of developing a more severe infection. Since then, debate has continued as to the safety and potential harms of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, which, understandably, has caused confusion. So little is known about the virus and everything's happened so quickly. There is a vast demand for information from what has become an incredibly plugged-in society. So what is the evidence? And why might ibuprofen be dangerous to take? This issue interested one of our listeners, Anita, who asked us, is it best to avoid ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatories? This is what we wanted to find out in today's episode. Can ibuprofen make symptoms of COVID-19 worse? I'm Nicola Davis, and this is Science Weekly Extra. Right, I'll, I'll kick off then um, <laughs> in this extremely impromptu phone call. Um, Hi, Ian. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for joining us here on Science Weekly. Hi, Nicola. Hi. Yes, nice to join. <laughs> nice to join you too. Um, yes, uh, my name's Ian Bailey, and uh, I'm a senior teaching fellow in biochemical sciences at the University of Surrey. Ian, let's start with where the concern around ibuprofen and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories began. What happened to spark this question of whether it could aggravate symptoms of COVID nineteen? Okay, this all stems from some reports of four young people in France who seemed to become worse once they'd been treated with ibuprofen. So the the reports were that there were four cases, which is not a large N number. So there's not very many, it's not really enough of a um, number of cases there to make much of a conclusion on. Um, And it might just have been the stage that those patients reached in their viral infection. Um, So you know, until further investigation comes out, we don't really know, I would say. So the WHO has said that based on currently available information, it doesn't recommend against using ibuprofen if someone has COVID-19. 
Is that the correct advice now then? That does seem to be the correct advice and it seems to be the advice supported by the European Medicines Agency. So the concern was previously that it might make the disease worse if you had COVID-19 and then took ibuprofen. That was the concern that was going around, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. There is some uh, well-established viral infections that seem to be worsened by ibuprofen treatment and there was a concern that this would be the case for COVID-19. Why does ibuprofen affect other diseases? What kind of things are we talking about here and why is that the case? So I suppose the most famous uh, case is in the case of chickenpox, where it's not advised to give children with chickenpox ibuprofen uh, because this leads to some increased, or can lead to some increased soft tissue damage as a consequence. With COVID-19, the cases from the south of France seemed to suggest that perhaps there was a link. And it all stems down to how ibuprofen works as a drug, where it suppresses the production of some molecules called prostaglandins. Now, the prostaglandins do an awful lot in the body, but one of the things that they do is to help support the immune response. And so by suppressing them, it's theoretically possible that you could suppress the immune response to a virus like COVID-19. How is paracetamol different and why has that not not caused any sort of controversy like ibuprofen has? So um, paracetamol is a very old drug. It's one that is quite complicated, but it comes with its advantages and disadvantages. So paracetamol can have some deleterious effects on the liver in vulnerable patients, but it's generally considered safe for most people. Just like ibuprofen, it's a pain reliever and an anti-fever agent, but its mechanism of action seems to be fundamentally different. Now, we know, for instance, that if you were to twist your ankle and you would have some inflammation, taking ibuprofen would take that inflammation away and will also reduce the pain associated with it. But paracetamol doesn't seem to have the same effects on peripheral inflammation. So the periphery is anything outside the central nervous system. So um, the central nervous system is the brain and spinal cord, and then the periphery is everything else. Uh, And we know that paracetamol does have effects, however, to remove the pain, um, and it can be used as an anti-fever agent, just like ibuprofen. We think that its effects therefore work in the central nervous system rather in the periphery, although with paracetamol there are many suggested mechanisms of action. However, The one thing we do know about it is that it doesn't seem to be particularly good at reducing peripheral inflammation and so wouldn't have the same effects on the immune system that ibuprofen would. Ian, obviously many people are concerned about advice on things like taking ibuprofen with COVID-19 and are trying to follow health guidelines, but it can be a bit confusing when... Uh, you know, one set of experts say one thing, another expert say another, and then the story changes again in a day or two. Is this something that we should take a step back on and, and wait for more evidence to come in? Or, or do you think it's right that, that we do send these messages and change them as, as evidence trickles in? I would say that in a case such as this, where so little is known about the virus and everything's happened so quickly, there is a vast demand for information from what has become an incredibly plugged in society. That, I suppose, does lead to an increase in the speed at which there is a need to communicate with the public because 
there's an awful lot of um, false information going around about COVID-19. There's a lot of very mixed and confused messages. And I think it's right that um, the NHS and the EMA now have come down with a, a, a much firmer set of guidelines and that they've adopted a position which is important. My advice to people, I think, is to listen to what the NHS is telling us, to do what the NHS is telling us, and to adhere to those official channels, and to try not to buy into too much sort of social media excitement around um, such things, and to sort of follow official guidance, um, which is informed by people who, whose experience is closer to the, the situation. So on the NHS uh, website at the moment, it advises people who have COVID-19 to take paracetamol. It says there's currently no strong evidence that ibuprofen can make coronavirus worse. But until we have more information, take paracetamol to treat the symptoms of coronavirus, unless your doctor has told you paracetamol is not suitable for you. So I'd just like to ask, would you say that it's equally okay for people to take ibuprofen as paracetamol? Or would you also say, first case, take paracetamol? I mean, I would, I would never make a, a claim um, with such uh, force, but um, I would suggest people follow the NHS guidelines, and as they change, that would be perfectly fine. But I would always suggest that if the NHS says to take paracetamol, then to do so unless told otherwise. And the reason the NHS have said this, of course, is just to err on the side of caution based on these purported cases in the south of France. Uh, the best advice is to go with caution. That's great. Thanks so much, Ian. Thank you very much. Oh, wait, hold on. Ian, before you go, I've just spotted a question from a listener. Okay. Um, obviously... Sorry, um, sorry, Maddie. Right. Okay. Um, I'm starting a new recording. Hold on. Okay. Right. The, sorry, there is one more question for you. Yeah. Sorry, Ian. Um, you might need to put your headset back on. One listener has written into us to say that she has a steroid inhaler uh, that's also anti-inflammatory. Should she stop using it? Um, okay. So that one's quite a simple answer. Um, the answer is no. And uh, if she were to consider stopping uh, using it, then she should absolutely check with a physician or her GP um, before she does anything like that, because um, those drugs are incredibly important to people um, for maintaining their health. So um, she should really follow the advice of her uh, GP. Thanks so much, Ian. Just wanted to get that one in. Thank you. And <laughs> we'll let you go now. Thanks again. All right. <laughs> We recorded this episode on the 23rd of March and things are changing very quickly. So please do check the NHS website for the most up-to-date guidance. We want to keep hearing your questions on the science behind the pandemic. You can get in touch by filling in the form found at theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions. And that's all one word. If you want to read, watch or listen to more coverage on the COVID-19 pandemic, make sure to head over to theguardian.com and especially be sure to listen to our sister podcast, Today in Focus. Thanks for listening. Stay inside where you can and remember to wash your hands. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.